0: Miamians and listeners from around the world, welcome to another episode of Miami Global Net. This week we have Jose Fuentes, a senior government relations consultant at Becker and Polyakov Lawyers. Today, Jose is coming to us in his capacity as a member of the City of Miami Mayor's Council on Global Competitiveness, to talk about the sister city relationship between the City of Miami and and the city of Kagoshima, Japan. Jose and his team of volunteers have been running this program for 31 years, making it the longest lasting and active sister city relationship the city of Miami has. Join us to learn about this relationship, the programs, and how it works. Remember to support the podcast by subscribing and signing up to a newsletter. Information in the show notes. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape. Learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders. Get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Jose, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Alejandro. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. Thank you. So I know we're here to talk about Kagoshima, Japan, and the sister city relationship between Miami and Kagoshima. But before we do that, let's get to know you a little bit. Where are you from?
1: So interesting uh, background. Uh, My dad is Cuban and is like uh, many Cubans in Miami, a refugee who came across 90 miles to to find freedom in in this great country. And my mom is Japanese-American. Uh, she was born in San Rafael, which is in California, just uh, part of uh, San Francisco. And uh, the interesting story is that both my parents met in Chicago, but my mom was interned in 1941 in, in camp in the United States. So I am the first generation after uh, a member has been detained by his own government. So uh, it makes it very interesting, and especially from two American American-born ISAE uh, Japanese uh, here in the United States.
0: in Miami, what brought you to Miami?
1: So like um, all Cubans, my, even though my dad was in Chicago, he wanted to be where his uh, fellow countrymen were and where uh, the rest of the family was. So they left Chicago in 1970 and moved here to Miami. And we've been here in Miami since then. So I only actually spent five years in, in Chicago as a Chicagoan. So I I am a Miami for all intent purposes.
0: What's your favorite part about Miami? I think the the greatest thing
1: about Miami, no matter when you get on a plane and you fly anywhere in the world, whether uh, you're in Italy or Japan or anywhere else, I think Miami's just a warm place to be people are great um the fellowship the friendships it's just a whole different different type of warmth and loving as far as a community is concerned and, and that's what i love about miami it's always home
0: and i know you're a yelper right so you do you do know our restaurants very well
1: yes i do there's a, and miami has a lot of great restaurants if it's italian if it's japanese if it's cuban obviously uh, I, there's just so many. And I think that our community is benefiting from a lot of the negative things that are happening across big cities in the United States, where these restaurants are starting to land here in Miami and starting to develop new, new culture and, and new fare.
0: So what are you like a double diamond contributor to JELP? No, no,
1: not at all. I, I can't, sometimes I can become too critical. I think it's, it's better that I not do that because I wouldn't be invited again to the restaurant especially on Italian restaurants and Japanese, very picky, very finicky. So I try to keep some of my comments to myself, but if they're great, I definitely try to talk about those restaurants. And, and, you know, there, there are a number of them. In fact, they're, one of the oldest Japanese restaurants here, Matsuri is a great place to go uh, no matter how, how many decades pass by. But if you're looking for great places, uh, definitely look all over downtown Miami.
0: Now, I have to say this because I know we've done some work together. That's how we know each other. But I know that you have a little bit of Peruvian in you. I'm Peruvian, Italian, but I know you have some Peruvian in you.
1: So, yeah, my my grandfather left from Japan to Peru and uh, lived in Lima for a little bit and obviously enjoyed a lot of the culture and the diversity that was uh, Lima when he was even growing up. It was a, a great place for him to grow up. He enjoyed it, but he definitely... Uh, Wanted to come to the state and ended up in Chicago as well.
0: Other than being extremely active in the community, what what do you do for your day-to-day? In my real life, I
1: work at Becker Polikoff as a lobbyist, and I represent a number of municipalities at the state level, including our very own city of Miami, Homestead, Virginia Gardens, Miami Springs, Sweetwater, South Miami, and we try to do great work for, for those cities. And I love the work I do because it's helping the communities get the necessary money that they need for key projects and using the strength of their state representatives, state senators, and even our own lieutenant governor. So it's a great opportunity to get paid and do a great thing. And obviously also work in local government. And I enjoy that. And then in my free time, which is uh, a little, I get to do a lot of volunteer work. I chaired at one point United Home Care Services for Seniors. handicapped in home care services an organization that i still serve on i'm involved in the greater miami chamber of commerce uh, a wonderful business organization here in dade county and then kind of pay tribute back to my to my family though it's not the city that my family is originally from which is fukuoka which is a prefecture i do and serve i serve as the chair of the sister cities program in the city of miami for the city of kagoshima which is actually the most active and the uh, oldest sister city for the city of Miami,
0: now in its uh, 31st year. It's a great segue. So yes, so you are part of the, it has a new name now, but the Mayor's International Council that has a, a subgroup, right? That was specifically deals with the relationship between the city of Miami and Kagoshima, Japan.
1: I wanna talk about that group because this is Alejandro. First of all, thank you for all your help in, in your previous capacity in the mayor's office. And assisting us to continue that relationship that's so critical and so important because I do believe that this sister city relationship has just been stronger every year. It just gets it gets better. Uh, this year uh, we had a change in the mayor's office in Kagoshima, and the new mayor was elected. the The relationship between the Miami committee and the Kagoshima committee continues to be strong. We've had numerous programs, and I have to thank always the mayor because without the mayor's support. Uh, we could not do it. It's something that we believe in and we want to continue giving to because it it makes Miami really and truly international. 31 years is a long time. The Sister City Relationship has a program for for kids. We have the WINGS program, which we send kids from the city of Miami uh, and Miami-Dade County to Kagoshima. And then we have kids who come from Kagoshima and spend time here in Miami. Last year, we were successful actually in adding a part of the program pre-pandemic last year, um, we were able to work with the US-Japan Council and add a program for college students. We had 26 students from Miami Dade College go to a university in Japan and vice versa. And um, it was the first time we had done or created, had that program in place that was really thanks to the US-Japan Council that we were able to do it. But it continues to uh, expand Miami's uh, you know footprint uh, as a view or a place to go for Japanese who are traveling and Japanese who want to study or even who want to live here. Um, about 15 years ago, the University of Miami, in conjunction with Kagoshima Hospital and University, created a medical program linkage between the two schools. And we've had uh, students from Kagoshima University come to the University of Miami and study in the liver uh, transplant program and the liver program that they have with a, a doctor who happens to be from Japan and specifically Kagoshima. So it's, it's been, a I mean, there's even the music program. We had a few years ago, kids from Miami uh, at the Miami Dade College go to Kagoshima for the World Music Festival. And we've had students from the World Music Festival come to Miami. So it's been a continual relationship that's alive and active. Uh, it has a lot of uh, reciprocity. For example, on the business side, Royal Caribbean, actually after the mayor of Kagoshima came to Miami, they negotiated an agreement where uh, Royal Caribbean ships on the east would uh, make port in Kagoshima. And actually we helped in part uh, impact their their local economy. And it's been beneficial. And I think that it, it goes beyond just a cultural exchange. It goes... Uh, beyond sisters exchange, there's the economics of it
0: as well. So first, I want to say to, so you thank me for the work, and I have to say that it is it is a, always a pleasure to see residents who are involved in their community, and you see them that they have a passion and they're and they're contributing into the culture, to to the history. It's always a pleasure to to be part of and assist residents who are active and they have a passion to help their community and, and contribute to it. So it's. It's it's great to work with you and your team, which we'll talk about uh, in a little bit. So for those that don't know, a sister city relationship, what is sister city?
1: Basically how this started in 1990, former mayor Xavier Suarez and at that time, Commissioner Miller Dawkins, who was a commissioner here and has and since passed, were involved in international relations. And they, they wanted to have a sister city relationship with Japan. Part of it was At that time, there was also an attempt to bring the consulate of Japan to Florida, to Miami. So the mayor at that time, with the stroke of a pen, created the sister city relationship between Miami and Kagoshima. And and that was in 1990. Why Kagoshima? Well, Kagoshima and Miami are somewhat similar. Population right now, Kagoshima stands above 400,000, very close in proximity to that of the city of Miami. And in, in addition to that, it is a coastal community. It's on the southern part closest to, if you were gonna say closest to Hawaii. So it gets some of those trade winds, believe it or not. It has palm trees. It's, it's, a, it's a port city uh, it has its own airport. So a lot of the characteristics are very similar to our own city here in Miami. And that's why they selected Kagoshima to be the, the city. The other interesting part, which I always find amazing, is that St. Francis, Xavier Francis, in one of his missions to Christianize Japan, sent a mission into Kagoshima. So I always find that linkage, that there is this Xavier uh, Francis linkage uh, in in the city of Kagoshima. It goes even far beyond that. And by the way, it's another funny story, is the fact that one of the, the folks who helped in that mission was from Peru. He was a translator. So I, I find so many uh, similarities and things that make it, wow, this is such a perfect relationship. The only difference they, they have that we don't have, they have a volcano, but our politics is like a volcano. So I guess we can uh, kind of match that up, right?
0: I can see that. I could definitely see that. <laughs> so the, the main aspect of the, of the relationship has been the student exchange, right? Two questions, how can people participate? And what does that journey look like? If I sign up, I get selected, what happens? Where, if I, we're going to Japan, what are we doing?
1: So, you know, that's all, all this is a pre-COVID type of conversation. We are not ready uh, to make that next step and identify when we're going to take a, a group of kids or a group of college kids or get folks involved in the program. We're waiting for that. But for example, and you've been there, you know, we have kids that come in to the program, from many schools, Miami High, Gulliver, Preparatory, Palmetto, a number of schools. And those kids, we we give them basically a a little bit of training of how is Japan. Many of these kids know Japanese, they speak Japanese, they're into anime or they're into the culture of Japan or they wanna study something in the future that may be related to international. And so the first thing that we do is train these kids the manners, what you're supposed to do, what are the situations, money exchange, how do you get a train, what you're supposed to do if this happens or that happens. And then we have a chaperone who normally speaks, actually in every case we've had, speaks Japanese fluently and has been to Japan before and travels with those students. Once they're in Japan, this established relationship, they get to stay in homes of individuals who have volunteered their homes and they usually have well, in every case, they've had a, a son or daughter or both, and um, then the school. While they're there, they get to go to school in Kagoshima, usually a junior high, because we have a lot of middle kids uh, students that attend. And while there, they they're immersed in you know education, uh, the culture of Kagoshima, the understanding the shogun and just the Japanese culture from every aspect of it, from anime because there is a museum of that sort in, in Kagoshima to the history of Japan. They get to meet the mayor. We've been very fortunate with, where every mayor that has been in Kagoshima has welcomed our group of students. And by the way, the same has happened here in Miami, whether it was you know, down the row of mayors to the current mayor, Francis Suarez. We've always had a very welcoming reception by both cities.
0: You mentioned earlier that this is the 31st year celebration, basically, that the program has been around.
1: It is the 31st, and, and we're very sad that last year we could not celebrate the 30th in its appropriate manner. In the 25th anniversary, we were able to do so many things, and even Commissioner Russell was a participant in uh, on, on those activities. Even in the planting of the first type of species that's like a cherry blossom, and I know that Recently we heard that, that the trees are going to be finally all planted in, in Coconut Grove. And we're excited about that. And we're excited to send that picture and at some point bring the new mayor from Kagoshima to Miami so that we could celebrate in that affair. It's also incredibly nice to have a commissioner uh, and at this time the acting chairman who speaks Japanese and is of Japanese descent as well. So, you know, it's it's a win-win for our community that we have this program. And I look forward to not having to be the chairman for 50 years, but to being able to guide it and continue to have it prosper. Because quite frankly, it's exciting to be involved in this committee. And as you said, the, the other exciting part is that the volunteers we have are amazing teachers, you know, businessmen, and they've given their time. They're involved. They actually, you know, for example, Takako Berlin is is uh, one of those volunteers who helps with the uh, assist, the program Wings of Asia, where the kids get to go to Japan, and that she's been really the guiding force, you know, behind it. And Yoshiko Carlton, who also adds more of a cultural dimension to to it, and um, not to just say Japanese names, but Russell Weaver, who's our vice chairman, has been incredibly active and has uh, spent his own money. And that's what one of the things I, I definitely wanted to touch on. The city of Miami does not give us money to do these events or these activities. This is funded by individuals and in fundraising activities at no cost to taxpayers as far as our flights and our, and our hotel stay and the things we do for the sister city program. And I think that's something that's really incredible in this time and age uh, when people are concerned about budgets. Think about it. I've been involved in the program 20 years, and what we've done always is fundraise it's great when you have volunteers who give up their own time and their own pocketbook to to help and something that is beneficial and it's beneficial to the city of miami so i'm really proud proud to be a part of it and and i do appreciate the administration's support in the sense of you know providing us with the omiyagi and the letter and allowing us the space to meet when necessary so and obviously the professional support that we had for example from you which is uh invaluable so thank you
0: so much you. Thank you. Um, One of the things I liked about the program is how this when the students come to Miami, they stay in like host families, right? So it's like a, it's like a double impact. They get to not only go to school here, but they get to live with local Miamians and get a get like a, like a shot. (laughs) We're talking about vaccines, a shot of Miami culture.
1: You've been there. And it's a great thing. You know, some of these kids start to love black beans and rice, you know, they go back to Kagoshima is known for black pork. So, um, when they get to Kagoshima, they they start to immerse in the culture of of eating some of the Cuban foods and some of the American foods that they're not accustomed to. The one thing that's always consistent, and I I think it's funny, by the way, is that when we do the survey, the kids, the one thing they say uh, in a large part is number one, uh, or number two, Americans eat a lot. They're fascinated by the large portions of our consumption of food. And number two, is that we do not obey pedestrian crosswalks. So they're, they're like fascinating. That's fascinated. what, they, that's they, what they say? They can't, yeah, they, they can't understand what the heck is wrong with this. You know, it says don't go, but we run across the street. So it's one of those um, cultural differences that that exist in Japan and in uh, the United States, and more probably specifically in Miami, since we are the, the leading parts of the United States for pedestrian fatality. So, but anyway, that's another story.
0: It's for another podcast. Um, Yes. Yes. You mentioned Kagoshima was famous for black pork. What is that?
1: The pork, the meat has a color to it. It's, it's good. It's just that what they eat, which is a a black type of potato and it's what they consume around, around the wherever they're kept. So the the pork is uh, like, like black almost. And the other part, the other interesting part that I thought was funny because I found the similarity between pork but it's also sweet potato. They call it sweet potato, uh, the translation. It's actually boniato. So boniato is another thing that that is very common in Kagoshima. And interestingly enough, their story is that they use the boniato, they ferment it and they make shoshu, which is another type of alcohol similar to sake, which is uh, same, sake is a rice fermentation. Shoshu is a sweet potato or boniato as the Cubans know it.
0: So now, do these kids try all these traditional foods when they go there, except from the alcoholic beverages? Except,
1: ex- except for the alcoholic beverages, they do taste all the cultural foods, yes. And uh, I will tell you the, the, the hot thing on, on the list for Japanese kids coming to the United States is cheeseburgers. So it's a big thing. They want to taste the cheeseburgers.
0: It, make, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an interesting tidbit. We are close a few years ago when we were celebrating the anniversary, the city of Miami, we really kind of rolled out the red carpet. Ichido was, was about to hit his 3000 hit. So we were able to get he's the mayor of uh, the baseball player, Susuki, Suzuki, who played for the Miami Marlins. And pre, prior to that played for the, the Seattle Mariners. Got it. And he's from, he's from Japan. And uh, the mayor got to see him just be a few hits before that game. That was a great thing for the sister city relationship. The mayor made the cover of the sports page of the Miami Herald. And also uh, Will Smith and the mayor of uh, uh, Mayor Moore and Mayor Regalado at that time all got to meet during uh, debut of one of the movies that they were filming uh, here in Miami. So it's it's been an awesome sister city relationship It's really led to uh, just a strengthening of that uh, Japan, U.S., Miami culture, and and we hope to continue having that develop over the decades.
0: Awesome. So I know we're running out of time, and I want to add one more question. What is your favorite part of this sister-city relationship? I I think
1: my favorite part is seeing the kids. You know, when the kids, uh, you pointed it out, when they come here and they get to spend time with these host families who are, they're marvelous. They, they, there's no, we don't pay them. They do it out of their own hearts. They invest in these kids. They take them out on the weekends. And you've been there when we've done this. We have a closing yes. ceremony, usually at a, a Cuban restaurant in Miami. And they tell the story of why they're thankful for their host families. They cry. It's, it's, it's a difficult separation. And we've seen some of these kids come back to the United States or invite uh, their, their host brother or sister to Japan. So it's been something that we truly are really proud of and we hope to expand on.
0: Thank you so much, Jose, for joining us today and telling us all about the sister city relationship with uh, Kagoshima and Miami. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great evening.